Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. As a small business owner, you are the business, and you know the time you're spending on payroll and HR could be spent in a hundred better ways. Ceridian PowerPay is fast, simple, and intuitive software trusted by over 40,000 Canadian small business owners like you. Automate your HR and payroll processes, keep track of compliance, and pay your people from your desktop or mobile phone. Free up time to focus on what really matters when it comes to your business, and get back to doing what you love with Ceridian PowerPay. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and changemakers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and the lives of those driving the entrepreneurial movement in Canada. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Matt Curtis, and welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. And today, we're thrilled to have Nevin Bukonjic on the show. Nevin is an award-winning serial entrepreneur, author, and startup ecosystem builder. Nevin has started eight companies over his career and counseled hundreds of entrepreneurs and small businesses. He's the author of two books, including Starting Your Own Business and Entrepreneur's Guide, available on Amazon. He's also currently manager of trade and investment with the city of Sault Ste. Marie, working to attract business and investment to Sault Ste. Marie, and part of the team that attracted a $1 billion manufacturing facility investment to the community in 2019. In 2013, Nevin founded Startup Sousse Marie and has been building a supportive community for entrepreneurs in Sousse Marie ever since, hosting over 70 events and meetups. He enjoys working with entrepreneurs, startups, and growth companies and thrives on building ecosystems, supporting entrepreneurs, and building community. Welcome to the show, Nevin. Thank you for having me. Really we're great very, to be here. Yeah, we're very happy to have you here, Nevin. So before we get into uh, the meat of the conversation today, let's start with the start. Uh, what is the one thing you want entrepreneurs to walk away from our conversation today with? I think I'd like entrepreneurs to see how, if they come together to build a community of support in their city, um, that all it takes is a few dedicated entrepreneurs and they can make a big impact. That's been my experience. Mm. And it's, it really is it just kind of, you know, finding your home within that community, I suppose, really finding your people, your network. Exactly. I, I call it finding our tribe. Mm. And, uh, you know, we do things that other partners and organizations don't do in the ecosystem. So it's a good, good match. Mm. And it's, it's obvious to see, uh, you know, the kind of the fruits of the labor of that match, too, having you be such an active part of Startup Canada in the, in the midst of everything else going on in your life. How do you find time to balance everything? It's a very big challenge. Um, balancing work and family, all my startup activities, my own side hustles, it's definitely a constant challenge. Um, 
my team and I volunteer hundreds of hours a year planning and hosting events, promoting entrepreneurship, and building the community. So it's essential to stay organized. Um, and I find that dedicating time in my schedule uh, to get certain things done is, is sort of the only way I can manage uh, everything together. Um, but it's really important to have a great team. Uh, one of the things I realized early on was you can't do it yourself. So you have to share the workload and uh, you're continually sort of bringing in new people to, uh, to the organization who are willing to pitch in. Mm. And that I, I, I would imagine that's one of the most important parts, especially when you have so many things uh, to get done. It's not only delegating, but also um, just kind of folding people in, getting everyone up to speed and, and giving them the agency and responsibility to, uh, to you know, make their own contributions and deliver as the best they can. That's right. I mean, you'll find that there's a lot of people that want to help. And uh, so it's important to figure out what their role can be and then give them some of that responsibility so they can... Uh, so they can thrive as well. Mm. So I want to get into now your experience uh, founding uh, Startup Sue as a startup community leader. So what's that brought into your life? How's that you know, impacted and affected you? Well, it's had some profound impacts, I think. Uh, it's been a bit over six years now. And uh, the reason I got involved was um, I had been an entrepreneur in the past and worked for government at the time. So I felt disconnected from the entrepreneurial community. And I had actually been home with my daughter um, on parental leave for six months. So I was really disconnected from everything happening. And then I saw the opportunity that Startup Canada had opened it up to other communities. So I applied on behalf of the community. I built partnerships. I built a team. And uh, we've been going strong for over six years now. So I think what is really brought into my life is sort of I'm very proud to see what we've accomplished in those six years. We've hosted over 70 events, connected over 2,000 entrepreneurs and students. So it really brings that sense of pride and feeling of accomplishment for building something in the community. I, I see the impact. I see how we're connecting entrepreneurs. And that's just something I'm really passionate about. So this fits in sort of perfectly with with what I want to do to help our community. Mm. So it, it really is then building and, and, f and feeding that kind of passion of yours. Uh, so like this, this involvement with the startup community with Startup Canada is something that definitely helps you, um, helps you feed that passion then. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel I'm very lucky to be involved with this organization. It feels like I've been there from the start. Um, and you know, to be able to call people like Victoria Lennox, co-founder of Startup Canada, a friend of mine, and having been able to make so many friendships with community leaders across the country, it's just been a tremendous experience. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and what are the uh, what are the entrepreneurs that Startup Su uh, serves saying about how you're supporting them? I think if you were to ask some of our members, they'd say they feel more connected to entrepreneurs in the community. I mean, there are other organizations that do, uh, you know, monthly sort of events and things like that, but nothing at the grassroots level for new entrepreneurs, for people just thinking about entrepreneurship. It's more for established business. So I think those people would say they feel more connected because we're, we're always doing our regular meetups. We have mentorship meetings. We have pitch contests, boot camps sort of you name it. And I think we're really building a tribe locally where people feel supported. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs sort of 
do it on their own, and uh, they don't need to now. We're we're here to uh, help them out, to connect them, and um, also connect them to the business services available in the community. That's one of our big roles with our partners is actually we don't have the capacity to do and we don't want to recreate what our partners are doing. So we're all about connecting people to the existing services. Mm, that's great. And and that's uh, that really is, you know, seems kind of to be the linchpin of, uh, of things really is just being the, the right middle person to get uh, somebody to the right help they need or the right people to talk to. So would you say that that's what kind of your role as the startup community leader boils down to? Yeah, I think every community leader has has a role in not only building a team of entrepreneurs and volunteers, but planning and hosting events, representing the entrepreneurial community. I think that's a big, we, we almost create a platform where we can speak on behalf of the entrepreneurial community. So we're able to share our insights and learnings and sort of uh, help build that way. Uh, definitely building partnerships and sponsorships is very important role of the community leader and uh, driving that long-term vision. So the vision of cr- building a thriving, supportive entrepreneurial ecosystem is at the heart of what we do. But it could get lost in the day-to-day sort of meet- meetups and details of things. So it's it's always about keeping that vision ahead of us and translating that down to the team members and engaging them in a way that they can help build towards that uh, goal as well. Mm. So what would you say some like tangible, uh, tangible keys to success for like keeping that vision strong and, and building a thriving entrepreneurship and building a thriving entrepreneurship ecosystem would be, what are the, what are the things that keep you on track? Well, I, I definitely think the keys, uh, in the beginning, for sure, when you're starting up, it's bringing the partners on side and letting them know what the vision is and how you're not stepping on their feet or trying to replace what they're already doing. So building those successful partnerships and showing them how you you fit together. I think creating unique events is really important and something we're proud of because we can do some out-of-the-box stuff um, a lot of our partners are government funded, etc., and they're really limited in sort of what they can do. It's got to be tied directly to their mandate and things like that. But we can do some really neat stuff, like we're looking at hosting fucked up nights this spring, and we do some really cool events like uh, entrepreneurial movie premieres, etc., things that our other partners aren't doing. Um, so I think what you really want to do is is filling the gaps in your ecosystem. So one of the first things we did within a couple years of starting was we mapped out the ecosystem. We brought the partners together and said, what does everybody do? Where does everybody fit? We actually created a roadmap for startups, um, breaking it down at the idea stage, startup stage, and growth stage, and what each organization did at each level. And we shared that with the community so that they would know where to go. So that's something we were able to quickly pull together. Um, So I think just the speed and flexibility to get stuff done is really our strength. And again, it's filling in those gaps in the ecosystem, which is really important. Yeah, strength, agility, and adaptability seems like it's it's really part and parcel of startup community in and of itself. Definitely. Yeah. 
So uh, on that note, then, what does the rest of Canada need to know about entrepreneurship in uh, Sault Ste. Marie? Sure. Well, um, without kicking into my investment attraction mode, which I do on a daily basis and talking <laughs> about the strategic advantages, I just think that if any entrepreneurs are out there are looking to get away from the hustle and bustle of the big city, be able to afford a house and a cottage on the lake, enjoy nature, the four seasons, cut your commute down to 10 minutes, then you should definitely look at Sault Ste. Marie. <laughs> I think we're a really good community to, to grow a business and um, bring up your family. There's a ton of support for small business, including Startup Sioux and our Innovation Center and Chamber of Commerce and all of our other partners. We've got some neat stuff happening. Um, we have our Millwork Center for Entrepreneurship based out of a 115-year-old repurposed former paper mill. So it's a really neat mm -hmm. site. They've got a business incubator in there, co-working space. Um, so some really cool attributes about the Sioux and we're only an hour flight from Toronto, so we're not too far away to do business. So I think if any entrepreneurs are looking for a change out there, hit me up and, uh, we can chat. Mm, that was about as good as a pitch gets. I get it. I guess that's why you're putting those, uh, <laughs> I guess that's why you're putting those nights on. Yeah. So yeah. let's, uh, let's dive a little more into your own experience as an entrepreneur. So could you tell us about, uh, some of the types of businesses you've started in note? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when I look back, um, I realized that I've been an entrepreneur most of my life and didn't necessarily put a label on it until later on. But my first business when I was 12 years old was selling uh, novelty items out of catalogs. It was a company called Regal Greetings and Gifts. And I would literally bring the catalogs to my neighbors and they would place orders and I'd bring it all together and collect the money. And that's how I sort of got started. Um, moving on to university, I built and sold custom computers and uh, actually have three university degrees. And when I got my last one, the computer science degree, when I graduated, I co-founded a web design company with two classmates. Yeah, so we were doing some really innovative stuff. This was back in like 2000, 2001. From there, I developed a computer camps program for kids. So I was teaching uh, kids age 7 to 15 how to build websites, how to do game design, introduce 3D game design later on. And I actually did that for 10 years at our local university. So it was one of the only, if not the only, technology and computing camp program in Northern Ontario at the time. I've done business consulting. I launched an online retail company, and that was quite the experience. And then my most recent side hustle um, is a resume and personal branding consultancy. So I help I help clients to really focus on what they've accomplished in their careers and put that down on paper uh, in a powerful manner to uh, to get them those job interviews and hopefully those jobs in the end. And I can imagine that uh, even if you were to extend that uh, that business in and of itself, that'd be something that's hugely useful to entrepreneurs as well. Because again, it's uh, it's it's that whole concept of branding and selling yourself, right? And in many cases, it's an extension of one and the same thing when it's your own business. Exactly. That's from my experience. That's what I found uh, through my own personal brand development. It's led to so many opportunities. Everything from being an influencer for BlackBerry phones. Um, to starting different side hustles to get 
getting invited to speak at different uh, events and conferences, and of course, uh, writing books. So it certainly helps uh, when you're trying to promote uh, your indie published book. It certainly helps to show that you you have some expertise in that field. So definitely, personal branding is very important for entrepreneurs. So what would you say uh, coming out of the, your experience owning not only that business, but, uh, but all the other ones you just listed as well, what would you say your top lessons uh, would be from, from building, owning, running, and operating those businesses? I think through my experience, uh, I might have mentioned that I think seven out of the eight businesses I've started have actually been part-time businesses or what we'd consider a side hustle today. Um, and I'm a really big fan of side hustles. Uh, I teach clients on a regular basis how to launch a side hustle in 30 days. I just think it's it's something you can get up and running in a matter of days or weeks for a few hundred dollars, and there's so much potential there to try different business ideas out. Um, but I think one of the key lessons is uh, choosing a business idea you're excited about. Uh, because you will be spending your free time building that business, you want to make sure it's something that excites you or makes you happy. Um, when I was working for government, for example, and things weren't so exciting during my day job, I really looked forward to getting home and working on my side businesses. So it's something, uh, that really, uh, can keep you motivated. Um, uh, going along with that though, I think it's really important to, to choose something that's manageable in your spare time. Um, one of my first businesses, the computer camps business, I actually started full-time one summer, but after that, I ran it part-time for the next nine summers because it was seasonal and I could hire staff to teach every summer. It was it was totally manageable for me to do, you know, while working full-time. But one of my other companies actually didn't work out so well. Um, I had a company called Everyday Smart Living, and it was basically an online retail company. I was private labeling and sourcing products from China and then selling them on Amazon.com. And uh, over the two years, I managed to launch three different product lines. But at the end of the day, it ended up being so much work and really quite unmanageable in terms of uh, the free time I had available. So I ended up shutting down and moving on after a couple years. Um, so yeah, some of the lessons I learned were do something that you can actually do in your spare time because that's a really, really important part of that. Yeah, no, that's that's great, and it's uh, it's it's something that I feel like really will resonate with the audience. Perfect. Uh, so moving from there, um, and on on the on the note of these key lessons and and sharing them with others as well, uh, what inspires you to author the books that you have, and uh, and what advice would you have for entrepreneurs on writing their own books and uh, and publishing? Yeah, well, the the whole indie publishing uh, aspect has been really uh, interesting and exciting for me. Um, I got started back in 2012, and I was actually exploring at the time opportunities for online marketing and and internet marketing. And uh, one of the courses I came across was how to publish your own book on Amazon. So I learned all about the Amazon platform, creating Kindle eBooks, etc. And uh, I actually published um, my first book, 25 Money Making Businesses You Can Start in Your Spare Time, almost as an experiment. 
Um, I wanted to see how things worked, and I also wanted to see if I could actually sell a book on Amazon. And that book just took off. I was selling at one point 500 copies a month. Uh, it did really well, sold over 8,000 copies of that book. And that certainly spurred me on to writing what I really considered my real book, which was my latest uh, Starting Your Own Business, an Entrepreneur's Guide. Um, so it really boiled down to I, I've been mentoring and advising entrepreneurs for so many years that I felt that I had a lot I could share from my own experience, things I've learned from other clients. Um, and I wanted to help people to sort of boil down um, and help them understand, you know, if you go step by step, it's really not a huge challenge to start a business. You just have to plan ahead and, and think through some, uh, through some steps. So I wanted to get that down on paper, and that actually led to my second book, which I published, uh, I believe, in 2013 as an ebook. But I, I revamped it, did a second edition, and uh, put it out as a paperback in 2018. That's been a really exciting experience. Um, so yeah, all about sharing my knowledge that I've learned and how I can help people. Um, I guess translating that to advice for other entrepreneurs if they're looking to write a book, uh, focus on a topic you know well. So in this case, probably business or entrepreneurship related. Because I, what I found was when you're talking about something you're passionate about and you know a lot about, the content just flows out of you. And so it's really important to plan, create an outline so you know where things are flowing to and how the book will flow. But then once you get down to writing the content, I found it really easy to get a first draft. Of course, you want to get a good editor to take a look at that and edit it down a few more times. And things, especially if you're doing the indie publishing thing, you've got to worry about creating a cover design and other things that you know people may not worry about if they're with a traditional publishing house. It's, it's all on your plate, and there's a lot of moving pieces, but it's totally manageable and uh, exciting at the same time. So I guess what I would recommend is to just go for it. Um, there's so many tools, including Amazon and other platforms, that have made it really easy to get your thoughts out there, to publish your own books, or uh, you know, write those articles, blog, whatever you need to do to keep writing and sharing your your knowledge. I think it's really important. And that's and that's really that's uh, it, it seems like that's what the core of what it is. It's just it's it's yet another avenue or venue for you to be able to like this is me, this is what I know, and uh, you know this is uh, these are all the things that I can share with you. These are the lessons I can share with you. Definitely. And at the end of the day. Once you have that book out there, that's going to help you in your personal branding and building uh, the expertise and, and, and backing to go along with that. So it's sort of helping other people and helping yourself at the same time, if you want to look at it that way. Mm. And if it's, a, if it's an ebook, you'll never have to print more than one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, the great thing about the Amazon platform, it's all print on demand. So, Oh, incredible. Yeah, I don't have to put out any money in terms of pre-printing copies amazon handles everything so it's fantastic that's great so let's uh let's let's shift the conversation back to an and put a nice uh, put a home lens on it so you mentioned you had a daughter 
Yeah. And I imagine that uh, she's growing up watching her dad learn and start and run around, do all these different businesses, <laughs> and uh, that's going to rub off in some way. So I'm wondering, how do you, uh, have you had that? Uh, so first of all, how old is she? My daughter Hannah is six years old. Okay. Yeah, she's in grade and, one. Uh, and uh, is, she, is she out there doing her own lemonade stand yet? Or is how's the, uh, how's the entrepreneurial spirit transferring from uh, father to daughter? She is. She had her own lemonade stand, Hannah's Summer Treats, last summer. I helped her start up. Um, just to rewind a bit and sort of preface things. Um, so I've always really enjoyed helping young entrepreneurs. One of my roles many years ago was uh, a youth entrepreneur um, advisor. So I was regularly talking to uh, high school students and university college about starting a business and taking advantage of funding opportunities and programs, etc. So I've always really liked working with young people. So now that I have my own daughter, she's six years old, she's <laughs> growing up, she's super smart. Um, last year we introduced, we started giving her an allowance, my wife and I, and uh, you know, $5 every couple weeks. And it didn't really have any impact on her. She was like, this is great, money, money. But once she bought her first Barbie doll, I consider that uh, a moment that sort of changed everything. She suddenly mm -hmm. saw the value of money. Hey, I'm collecting this money in my piggy bank, and I can spend it on whatever I want. <laughs> and I can do things. <laughs> That's right. So it sort of got her really excited about doing chores and things. But I wanted to take it to the next level. And so you went to the Series B. <laughs> selling lam lemonade and frozen treats in our driveway and that was really exciting we got her logo made and all the stuff and uh she was really proud of that one of the things first lessons i learned was uh one of our first customers when they approached the stand my daughter would hide behind myself or my wife <laughs> she wouldn't even talk to the customers <laughs> but by the end of the summer she was she was talking to the customers. She was handing them back their change. So it was really a learning experience for her. And uh, this year, we, we've begun another company called Brighter Minds Book Company. Mm -hmm. And she's actually, we're selling books. Um, we're an independent consultant for us, Usborne Books, uh, their kids' books. And uh, so, again, we're, we're sort of building a business that, we just have to get customers, including family, friends, and other uh, parents we know with kids, and we have catalogs that we can hand out to them, and they place orders through us, and at the same time, we're able to get discounts on books, etc. So I see it as a win-win, but furthering that sort of business experience. Um, so far, I think my daughter is really excited about working with daddy on, on her businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to instill that entrepreneurial spirit for the future so that she knows she can run or start a business anytime she wants. And uh, dad's always there to help her. Um, so, so far, it's going great. And uh, I'm hoping for big things yeah. <laughs> in well, the future. It's it's interesting too because it really is that uh, that sense of empowerment. I mean, like there's a reason why our tagline is entrepreneurship empowers everyone, and That's it's, right. uh, it's it's realizing that you know, past a certain point, like 
the things that you can go out and do on your own with help, of course, with help from everybody in your right. community, with uh, with help from everybody who's gone through the same kinds of things before. But it's really recognizing your own agency and uh, and and taking that, and the fact that you're instilling that in your daughter as early on as you are. I mean, you know, that's that's fantastic. Kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, she she wanted to know right away how can I get more than five dollars every two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> and this was one of the ways. She's obviously, too young to work, so let's start your own business. Amazing, amazing. So on on that uh, and kind of let's let's scale that then and uh, and go to your role uh, now at um, in economic development. How have you managed to be an entrepreneur in your organization? Uh, so actually, let's start with uh, with if you could define entrepreneur and then uh, and then explain how that fits into your role. Sure. Well, I think you define entrepreneur as an entrepreneurial person within an organization that's not traditionally a small business or an entrepreneurial venture. So if you work for government or if you work for a large company, there's things you can do and skills you can bring with you, entrepreneurial skills that you can apply to any sort of job or aspect of your life. So I think, um, Within my current organization and other jobs that I've had, I think I've been able to bring some of those skills of being an entrepreneur into those positions. Things like Mm -hmm. being innovative and thinking out of the box and being results-driven, focusing on the big picture. I tend to be very strategic in what I'm doing because I like to see the end goal. Even though you're just a tiny cog in the whole system at some of these you know larger organizations um you know i spent 11 years working for government and actually found it very difficult in that environment to be an entrepreneur you're very limited in your impact and the bureaucracy and slow pace can really wear things down but my current position is totally different um it feels like almost a startup, even though we're, we're the economic development arm of our city, we're still a small team with limited resources, but we get so many things done. We get stuff done, we make a huge impact in our community, we're creating jobs, we're bringing in investment. There's so many great things that are sort of similar to running a business where you're, you're seeing a lot of those impacts and you're seeing, you know, that driving revenue, et cetera. Well, that sort of translates over to creating jobs and bringing in investment to the city as well. Mm. That's great. That's fantastic. And, and yeah, yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that and saying, like, you know, it's, um, it's a matter of, like, uh, just recognizing not only the impact uh, the impact that you have currently but how much more you could be doing and then and then pitching that uh, to you know your superiors or whoever it may be and saying you know given x amount of time y amount of resources these are the things i think we could achieve based on the on the skill sets i bring right definitely so as we get to the end of our conversation today um and everything we've talked about uh what do you think the most actionable piece of advice you have for entrepreneurs is what can our audience walk away from this conversation with and implement in their business today what i've learned i think one of the most important things that any entrepreneur can learn is to not be afraid to ask for help through this journey of running a startup community i've met so many entrepreneurs who've done it alone and struggled alone i think more than ever now we're we're aware of the you know mental health aspects and things like that 
there's so many people who in your community want to help and they're willing to share what they've learned. They're willing to mentor you. So my advice to anybody listening today is to get involved in the local either startup community or entrepreneurial community in some other way. Get involved, get connected. There's others out there that have so much experience that they can share. And just to alleviate that feeling of, you know, you're you're on your own, you're taking your risks on your own, it can be very... Uh, can be a big struggle for some people so get out there and meet other entrepreneurs in the community and i think it'll make a world of difference mm. nevin that's fantastic that's that's great advice and i think it's uh it's it's again you know a, a thread that we've been pulling this entire conversation of just you know as you say finding your people finding your community finding the network and and just making the connections you uh, you need to get not only yourself and your business to the next level but um get the entire the entire ecosystem along with you bring the whole community forward together at the same time. That's right. It's so important. So Nevin, if our connect, if our listeners wanted to connect with you after the show, how would they do that? Sure. They can go to my personal website, uh, nevinbaconjic.com. Or if they want to learn directly about startup Sault Ste. Marie, we've got startupsu.ca as well as uh, we're on Facebook as well for Startup Sault Ste. Marie. That's where we post all of our events and have a lot of our activities so they can follow us uh, there. Amazing. Nevin, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, experience, your expertise, and uh, entrepreneurial insights from both uh, behind your desk at, uh, at the city of Sault Ste. Marie and from, uh, from your boots on the ground as well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak. Problem, Nevin. Take care. All the best. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Until next week, I'm your host, Matt Curtis. Go check out the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. 